Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Day podcast. I'm Ian, your favorite L&D nerd here in Utah, and with me as always. I'm Angela, and I'm just a nerd. Sci-fi. Yeah. But Wizarding. I just did my bathroom. It is now a Star Wars bathroom, my guest bathroom. Wow. Yeah, it's really exciting. Not far off. <laughs> welcome back to the New Day podcast, where we're talking about life and what it throws at us and at you. Yeah, everybody. Everybody Thank you again like, for the super warm reception as always. Yes, it's been great. Lots of good feedback, especially from the last couple of episodes. I think uh, it resonated well. Thank you for the sh stories that everybody shared. Yes, and we love when you reach out. I absolutely love reading and interacting with people and talking to them about what they've been through. Yeah, what are we going to talk about this week? Holding space. It's an interesting topic. First heard this back with Brene Brown several, yep. I want to say several, it feels like several years ago, probably only about three to four. Yep. And if you've listened to any of her TED Talks, uh, you hear her talk about this and her podcast as well. Yeah. It's usually brought up in a more of a therapy, therapeutic Correct. session Correct. environment. Yeah. That's where we're going to sit with somebody, mm -hmm. allow them to feel think, speak, whatever they need to. Yeah. And the official definition from a clinical standpoint is being physically, mentally and emotionally present for someone. It's not as easy. No. As it sounds. Because there's that is a very generic definition because it goes very deep because there's a lot you have to take into account. Like you can't be judgmental. You can't try to take their pain and make it yours and usurp what they're going through. It's it's let's dive in. Let's well, dive it's, in. It's where you're you're making a safe space. Space. Correct. For somebody. When you do that in, in every sense, you, you brought uh -huh. up the physical, the yep. emotional, the mental, mm -hmm. to a degree spiritual. It can be spiritual. Yeah. Focusing on the person that needs the space. Correct. I have seen this come up a lot recently with folks that are dealing with trauma. Yeah, it does fit well with that, with the dealing with the trauma in life. You know, being the trusted person can be quite the responsibility. Absolutely. And I think you have to make a commitment to that person. If you want to be that person that, that, that people go to and can create that safe space, you have a lot of responsibilities when it comes to that. Think of it as a shepherd or Correct. a Sherpa. Well, you know, Greg would be an example of a Sherpa. <laughs> yeah. When you're focusing on that person, you, you're allowing them to express everything. Yeah. And it is, it is very draining. It's draining and it's really hard, again, not to usurp their pain by saying, we all want to, when somebody's sharing their pain, we want to try to fix it. And it's really hard not to do that. You really can't do that. You have to let them feel it and let it be theirs only. And the reason we're, we're holding this space uh, we've talked about before, and the reason it comes up a lot with Brene Brown is she is the uh, expert, foremost expert on being vulnerable. Yes, and I agree. You need somebody when you are in a vulnerable state talking about something that is exceptionally personal. Oh, absolutely. And it's usually very, very personal. And when you're around others, mm -hmm. you think about the folks where if you bring something up, they uh, I'm going to use the, the one uppers as an example. Yeah. Yeah. That immediately. Oh, oh yeah. I've, I've been, been through, through that, that. too. I, I've been there. Yeah. Usurping their pain, taking it, like trying to, and I don't think you mean to do it. I think it's just, you're trying to relate, but you've got to, you have to turn that off when you're creating this safe space for somebody. It totally makes sense why Brene brings it up hundred uh, in yeah. there. When we're holding for space for somebody, you're there to help them realize they are not alone in what they are going through. You were there as a support mechanism. And that's why it does bring up the different 
physical, mental. Uh-huh. So yeah. more than likely, it is going to be you are sitting there with them. It could uh-huh. be just looking at them. Yeah. Could be arm around their shoulder um, on the phone. I mean, you, you want to being physically present, I think, is pretty important. But if you still want to be that, you can just be silent and let them talk. During the pandemic, a lot of us did that oh, for others. So much. And we did have to rely on technology. Yeah. And that technology could be Zoom calls. It could be oh, yeah. just over the phone, FaceTime, FaceTime lots, yeah. lots of different uh, avenues out yeah. there. A lot of therapists, very, very busy during oh, that time and, and are, still are. are. A lot of us are still working through things. Oh, I still see it. We're still seeing people that just did not deal well with the pandemic at all. And arguably, I think it it brought up a lot of stuff that uh, a lot of us tamped down. Oh, definitely did that. When you sat there alone with your thoughts. Right. Whether it was because we were in lockdowns or school or work had moved. So you were at home with Mm -hmm. family members or roommates or friends. Yes. When you have to do that, when when you start dealing with it, whether it's therapy or with a friend, when when you're having that space created... This person has to operate much like you used did without judgment. That's really hard. I don't tend to think I judge people, but we also have some prejudices within our mind of things that we do judge and we don't mean to. We're full as a human being. We are very full yeah. of bias. Oh, absolutely. We're going to color everything with our, the, fi- our filter, the, the Ian filter, the Angela filter. Yeah. Just our shared experiences. Absolutely. No matter who you are, you're going to have a very certain take mm-hmm. on what has happened. So oh. that's why we say to do this is draining. It is draining. Because you have to hold yourself in the center. <laughs> you do. You have to be there. Um, something uh, Chris and I, my husband, came to a few years ago. Every time I would vent to him about something and just need someone to just let me cry it out, let me, you know, deal with it. He would always try to fix me. And that actually frustrated me more than it helped me. So we came up with a little thing where he'll, he'd, he'll say, do you want me to fix the problem or do you just want me to listen to the problem? And that is a great way to start a conversation. Well, and communication yeah. is, is a huge piece of this. You have to be exceptionally good at active listening, which we have discussed before. And a lot of us listen with the intent to reply instead of just listening. It's one thing for me to sit down and say, hey, thinking through past relationships where I'm like, you have done this. Yeah. This really bothers me. I would (laughs) say you shouldn't do it with a person that is bothering you. You probably should have somebody else in the room Mm -hmm. when you're you're helping this person out. They may say comments like that where Mm -hmm. they're starting to elicit feedback. And one of the best things you can do is just sit there and listen. Yeah. And, and just hold back. It's hard not to want to reply. It and, really and is. Maybe you want to reply back to it just to make sure there's a shared understanding. And just say, so what you're saying is this, and then let them continue. Most of us know inherently what we want, what we need. Of course. Yeah. And sometimes it takes just having that person there with you. Uh-huh. It does. And when I say sounding board, literally just absorbing the communication, the sound, yep. the letting them feel the emotions they need to feel, letting them be okay and sharing those emotions and feelings and just literally sitting there being like a safe space, a bubble around them. It's like those TV shows or movies when you see somebody that just gets upset 
mm-hmm. and they're just like screaming and office space. Great example. They're they're <laughs> beating the hell out of the printer. Who We've does, all been there. We've all wanted beat to beat up the printer <laughs> because it gives error messages that make no sense. So, yeah. You get it out of your system and you're just like, finally, finally, it's there. (laughs) We've had those moments in life where somebody has been there for us. Oh, true. That's sitting there and you just express whether it's anger, sadness, fear, Mm -hmm. frustration. Oh, yeah. The frustration. So, so many emotions. You know, in, in, in talking about me and my husband, when we have talks, when I'm venting frustrations, sometimes he does take it personal. Like, it's kind of like, well, you don't need to get frustrated with that. And you don't need to. And it's like, I just need you to listen. Could you just sit there and listen? I just need to get it out. And it's hard. I do it too. <laughs> when when we create an intentional space for somebody. Yes. To express those emotions to get whatever is going on in their head out. Mm -hmm. And this is different from saying journaling. No, 100% different. This is, I need somebody there to help me. Yeah. You need to know that journaling is being alone with your thoughts, essentially. And yes, you're putting them to paper, but talking to someone is a completely different state of mind. And it's amazing what it does to help you to know that someone can just sit there and listen and let you share your feelings and just listen. When you vocalize what you're feeling. Right. When And sometimes it's difficult to put the words to it. Oh, yeah, it can be. And one of the things you have to be careful of is putting those words in somebody else's mouth. Yes, that is really hard for me because I, I, I want to help. So I'm trying to help, but you, you can't do that. You can't put those words in their mouth. They've got to come up with them. They've got to find them. They've got to feel them. Open the door with questions. Yes, that's. That's a different thing than putting the idea in the head where you're like, can you give me more about yeah. how this makes you feel? Yeah. You start to feel more like a therapist. In, <laughs> you kind of do. This, that's very true. We are going to help them work through this themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You you're going to experience uncomfortable thoughts. Um, for sure. Yeah. With that person, mm-hmm. you're going to perhaps get a very different view of what this person may have gone through or how they feel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's where you got to <laughs> hold. Yep. Keep it hold in your tongue. Yep. This is about them, not about you. Absolutely. And that's hard. I don't think people understand. It can be really hard to just be that solid, not get too involved, meaning putting thoughts in their heads and sharing your shared experiences and trying to reply to everything. Just listening. It can be tough. I'm not going to lie. It can be. One phrase that I want to say it's Brene could be others. Again, I've listened to hours upon hours upon hours. <laughs> You're going to sit there in the dark with the person. Yeah. And I almost want to say, actually, I think it might have been RuPaul. I heard say this before. Uh, that might be true. I'm, mm, yeah. I, I, now it's certain. That might be true. Just sitting there. Actually, it was. My it daughter was loves RuPaul, RuPaul. So, But RuPaul was talking about meditation and their meditation practice. Oh, Okay. And likened it to Night of the Iguana, the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> throwback throwback yeah. old movie. But talked about how, the forget the actor in it, he was going to do himself harm. And mm-hmm. a woman did not let him. Oh, okay. And then he's like, why didn't you let me do this? And it, I've been there. I've been in the dark. Mm-hmm. I have too. And when you just sit with somebody who is going through things. Yeah. Especially if you've had to come back from the darkness. And I think to some extent, everyone has come back from some form of darkness in their life. I know 
I had a phase in my life where I did not think I was going to get out of the darkness of depression. I did not. I was scared to death. Depression is a physical. It's not just an emotional or mental. No, it's 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 physically has effects on it you. Does. And it was tough. I mean, and I had three small children at the time and I was terrified. I did have people that would just let me listen and cry. And I jumped from one emotion to the next one minute. I was crying the next minute. I was angry. The next minute I was silent. I mean, but it was great to have somebody there that listened to me and helped me through it. And that's the process. You're, yeah. you're going to be all over the place. Oh, there's, of course. there's no direct A to B to C <laughs> no, through things. Not. Quite often you're going to bounce around. Yeah. There's no map. There's no, you just got to kind of wander until you find yourself. A I think bit. we would all be happy if there was Wouldn't a it be great? eight step process. <laughs> it's like, this is what I need to do. Okay. I'm going to check this off. In the past, I've had others uh -huh. ask me to do that. I was not in a place where I could do it. I didn't that's understand true. what doing it was. And I, that's true of, I would say everybody I know for me, it's very true. I was not in a place where I understood it. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I think back to a relationship I was in where Somebody did need me to do that, and I just was not equipped. Uh, I was going through a lot of darkness myself, right? and it's scary. It's very, very scary mm -hmm. when somebody wants you to do that for them, and you're just like, look, I'm trying to deal with my own shit here. And then, yeah, and then you start feeling guilty because you can't help them, and that's really tough. Guilt can really, really hinder any kind of healing journey you're on. And if somebody asks you to to be holding that space, it does yes. need to be voluntary on your part. Uh-huh, for sure. Be honest with them as to the why. Absolutely. I agree with that. Why not, I guess, in that, in that case, of why you can't do this for them is, look, I want to help you. Yeah. I can't do it right now. I'm just not in the right space. I want to help you. And let's find somebody else who maybe can. Yeah, that, that is a little more emotionally available to help. That's okay. It's okay to say no. It is okay. The person that's holding the space has to be very grounded. Very much so. Very much in a space where they're okay taking on the waves of those negative emotions. Being an empathetic person in general, that's why I say it is going to be an exhausting oh, it exercise. Is you're both going to feel worn out <laughs> yep. through that process. The the fixing, this is not a fixing exercise. No, you're not fixing the person. You are simply there to listen. It's like going into that's a it. It's like going into a phone booth and shutting the door. You're you're that phone booth. You've created a safe spot for them to sit and just be and do what they need to do. When you're sitting there holding their hand through this process and you're listening for that understanding, when you think back to the active listening that we've talked about. Yeah, we've definitely talked about active listening. Many, 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 many <laughs> yes. times in many different contexts. <laughs> True. Especially when it comes to those personal relationships. Yeah. It is arguably one of the toughest things. Mm -hmm. a, a question I use at work in my one-on-ones with my team members is, how can I help you? Yeah, that's great. And I just let them go. If I need to get clarification on something... Uh-huh. I'll say, okay, so you asked me for this. Is this what that means to you? Yes. And that's a great way to put it back and make sure that the understanding is there and that you, they know you're there to help and that you're understanding what they need help with. And the majority of the time they're like, yes, that's it. Or I've had times where they're like, that's not what I meant at all. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. I missed the mark completely. <laughs> yeah. Let's start over again. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. Think yeah, of it as this is a shared meditation exercise yeah that's a good way to look at it it is shared meditation when they're done speaking discussing what they say 
and you've repeated it back, it's okay to ask, is this help? Yeah. Do you need to go deeper asking for those clarities it, with them? It is okay to ask questions. It's okay to talk. Like, I feel yes. like maybe we said, just sit there silently. No, it's okay to interact with them. Just don't mm-hmm. try to fix them. Don't be the, oh, you know how, yeah, you know no. what, you're going to, you do need to be positive and reinforcing to them. Of course. It's totally natural to feel that way. Uh, yeah. I understand how you feel. Yeah. It's, it's being reassuring to them. I right. know you can get through this. And sometimes they just, that's what they need to hear is, no, you're stronger than this. You've got this. You can do it. We've all been in those situations in life uh-huh. where, my God, it just doesn't feel like it's going to work out. It's They may feel sad because maybe it's a relationship that's fallen apart and they just know there's nothing they can do. They have tried with every ounce of their being yep. to fix it. And it's just not happening no and quite frankly you may know it is absolutely for the best oh yeah that and that there's truth to that and it we've all been there where it's like yes they're gone they're leaving yes audio slam the door on it but when you think about the person that's exposing and and they're going through that self-discovery and and they're having those moments yes we may think that's going to be helpful to them right but often it's going to be like oh Maybe I'm making a mistake. And I've seen a lot of folks that start pulling back. They do. Because it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Just causes, ironically, uh, a lot of distance in mm-hmm. your head. You're, you're just going to be going, wait, never mind. Maybe I don't want to do this. And it, it causes the and maybe they come to a realization that they're not ready to end things. And that's true. And sometimes that's and don't don't. Oh, oh, nope. Get back here. Don't judge them for it. Let them come to what they need to come to. On their own. Sometimes you have to sit there and let somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if you know it may be a mistake. All of us have been in that position yeah. where we're just like, oh, why can't they see it? Oh, I 100%. It doesn't matter whether it's a toxic friendship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it Family is. relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. I mean, there's just so many. You, you see a narcissist <laughs> just latched onto somebody oh. and you're helping pry. Yes. With yeah. a crowbar. But, and you have to just sit there and you have to go, okay. It's tough. It is tough because you want to help them. And, and and that's the bottom line. I don't know that you're trying to do anything more than you just want to be that helping hand. But sometimes being that helping hand is literally doing nothing but sitting there. And guiding them through yeah, what the they process. Need to, yeah. And then when they come to it on their own anyway, they're going to feel better about themselves. Because they weren't forced into it. It was something they chose. Asking questions like, do you feel good about this? You right. Know, do you That's feel a great better? question. That's a great question. What What else are you thinking? Yeah. Is there, so I've heard you, you know, you could say something like, so I've heard you change your mind a couple of times. What are you feeling right now after expressing both sides of this? Which one are you feeling stronger about? Leading questions, but yet not putting words in their mouth. That's so hard. It sounds like you've gotten to this point. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Does that make you feel better? Happy? Sad? Quite frankly, it's probably going to be more on the sad part. Probably. And on occasion, you may be very surprised. They're just like, my God, I feel so much better just talking about this. And that's true. I've had, I've actually had a friend, I, I've mentioned her a couple of times, Tammy. And when she ended her last relationship, it took her a while to get to it. And then once she did, she was like, oh my God, I feel better. Um, but she had to do it on her own. We all saw it. She just didn't. A lot of us just have that tendency of, well, I'm going to show you. Yeah. You're wrong. I'm right. I, 
I'm going to prove you wrong. Oh, that's true. And that's where the, the guiding really helps. You talk about meditation. The reason this really resonates with me is the mindfulness meditations that I do. A lot of it is you're getting in mm-hmm. and you're allowing yourself to feel. Yeah. You're not judging. Yeah. It's more from a perspective of being curious. Okay. I like curious. That's good. Where I'm like, why did I feel that way? Why, why did I let that be so angry? Why, why did that scare me so bad? Right. And sometimes when you're doing that, I mean, those whys, holy cow, they can really grab me because I'm like, what the heck is going on? And, And conversely, why wouldn't I do that? There's, there's two sides to every coin there, right? That you're, you're going through and looking at the more you do this exercise, much like anything, the easier it gets. That's true. I would say start with, you know, you hear me talk about the box on the shelf with my compartmentalizing, taking that off the shelf. I, I recommend start with something small. Don't don't try and tackle the, the whole mountain at once. No, uh, no, you know, don't don't take everything off the shelf, no. as it were. No, start with something where you're like, huh, why? Why did I do that when I started meditating and I started looking at friendships uh-huh. going, OK, why don't I talk to these people anymore? And I would look and go through the exercise of. Well, what am I getting out of this? Yeah, that's true. I've had there that. were a lot of folks where I was just like, I don't truly have fun with them. I think it's just to have somebody here. Right. Why am I feeling lonely? How many of us have sat there and had to think through, you know what? It's it's OK to have quiet. It's it's OK to be alone. It is OK to be alone. It's hard to come to that, but it is OK. I actually feel very peaceful when I'm alone. Nothing better on a Friday night for me <laughs> than to turn off the computer for work. Yep. Turn on some music, make some food. Nine times out of ten, it's probably going to be catch up on a show from the week. <laughs> right. That's usually true. I'm I'm hitting that point in life where I'm going to go to bed early. <laughs> I needed to because storms came through and yep, had the dogs all worked up. Kind of nasty Friday night. It was a weird, weird week. Yeah. But when you look back at the chaos of life, we've been through all sorts of ups and downs. We absolutely have are in that survival mode that we've talked about. Yes. Where you're just like, God, I just need to get through the next thing. I Mm -hmm. I will joke with folks where they're like, hey, you know, why don't we plan something for a couple weeks out? And I'm just like, I'll try. Yeah. (laughs) And that's an honest answer. There's nothing wrong with that. I have. I mean, I I tend to be a planner. No, we you are. And I am, too. However, Sometimes you need to know that some plans can be moved, can be moved to another date. And that is a OK. <laughs> it's freeing, too, because sometimes it's just like, oh, I can't do any more right now. You have things come up. I think most people are more understanding. Yeah. And I will tell you, people appreciate it. People super appreciate it. I know when I have shared with others, when I have uh, one of my very good friends, Becky, uh-huh. uh, she would come over this more years ago than I care to think <laughs> about. Uh, when I lived up in Wyoming, we'd talk through some things. Uh-huh. And I would do it for her. She would do it for me. We we had that Great. shared understanding. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, we'd sit there and just be like, okay, we're going to crack a bottle of wine and we're going to get to this. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you have to have wine. I'm just saying it may help the situation. Whining about stuff is mm. really, really good. It's great therapy. <laughs> I'm a sweet kind of wine person myself. <laughs> Whatever the setting is, a big bowl of pasta has oh. always helped me. Carbs. You you may I mean, you may on. end up in a coma uh, <laughs> or, or you know a food coma based on this. <laughs> I think about 
Uh, I how many times I've just sat there and my dogs are some phenomenal listeners. <laughs> Aren't they though? Mine's my, great. He's my best friend. My black lab just at certain tilts her head. <laughs> Fantastic conversationalist. <laughs> we all have our different ways of processing this information. And I think it's important that we understand we do need to be there for each other. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're a community and a community should be there for each other. Uh, compassionate. Yeah. Very, very compassionate. That's where I see a lot of people struggle. Uh, it's we've all been through a lot of shit this last few years. We have. And I feel like a lot of the compassion has gone out of the world. I think we're a little bit more selfish than we used to be. And I would like to see it go back the other direction. It's very natural to be like, well, I've been through a lot, too. Of Are, course you have. No yes. one's saying you haven't. I, I don't know anybody that would say, oh, no. It's yeah. Last 5, 10, 15, 20 years has been a breeze. I guess what I'm saying is it's not a competition. No. It's not. I mean, you've been through shit. I've been through shit. It's not a competition. Let's just hash it out. Let's help each other out. Several friends have called me about different things. Uh-huh. When they get done, I I feel bad because especially if they're calling me on the phone, we're, we're not face to face and I'm just being quiet. They're like, are you still there? Yes, I, I'm just I'm listening. Just listening. Yeah, that, that, people do that to me too. I was just listening. Yeah, it's very, it can be disconcerting if you don't see the person. That's true. I agree. And that's that. why I do like being in person when I do this is I can read the body language. Body language someone. is important. You can yeah see what the emotions is doing to this person and, and how it's affecting them. Please, for the love of God, put your devices down, put them on silent, put them away. I, I mean, if you do have, as they say in corporate terms, a hard stop, <laughs> maybe this isn't the best time to do it. Probably not. <laughs> I, but maybe they just need somebody to talk to right now. Yeah. And and if you're going to do that, I would enter into the conversation and say, look, you know, I do I do have to do this in 30 minutes, an hour or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, are we going to be... I don't want to rush you. No, exactly. That's it's hard, but you just, I need you to know I have constraints, but being, I'm still here being honest. <laughs> right. And open, you have to be transparent. You to be. Yeah. You have to be. And that, I, I would think if you're willing to listen, that person would understand if mm -hmm. you're honest with them. Or maybe, maybe it's something that you can move. And I feel like if you're honest with them up front, it doesn't make them seem like you're like, oh, okay, like I've had enough. I've got to go. If you're honest with them up front, they're going to be more understanding. And it's not going to affect him as much. I think we've all been in those situations <laughs> where have, yeah. it's like, oh, not a good time. Yeah. I mean, my employees, every time I go over to work, one of them will be venting to me or talking about something. And sure enough, I'm like, <laughs> like I was supposed to be somewhere about 20 minutes ago, but that's OK. And if I think a lot of folks out there that you have meetings with, I at work, I've done this where somebody needs to talk and I'm like, can you give me just two minutes? And I'm yeah. like, Hey, I need to reschedule this. And that's great too. And yep. other folks are generally like everything. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I need somebody to talk to me. So as, as a people leader, I often view it as my responsibility that can be. if somebody needs to talk about something, Hey, yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me just a few minutes to rearrange some things. Sometimes at work, I tend to be the, the parent that's not the parent. And so these kids do tell me a lot. Kids go through a lot. They these do. Days. Teens. It, it's tough being a teen these days. I, I There's so much out there. I could tell you things my granddaughter's been through. And my son, and it's hard being a teen. I Nothing at, like when I was young. Well, I look at all the activities and everything. There's yeah. a lot. I thought I had a lot of expectations as a teenager. Yeah. Looking at what people have to go through today. Yeah. 
Holy cow. Well, there's so many distractions for them. And you worked a part-time job. Yeah, Maybe you did exactly. a, a sport or in a club of some sort. Yep. You did your homework. Awesome. You watched TV. Now <laughs> on it's, the four channels you had available. Uh, we had cable. You did. I would cable didn't come along until I was. <laughs> You're not that much older. I am that much older than you. You're not that much older. I am. No, cable came along after I was married. She's like, ooh, we had the talkies. No, I just remember we were excited when we got channel 13. (laughs) How was it I was in rural Wyoming and had more TV channels than you? I don't know. That's kind of weird. It is. No, it came along about the time I was a senior in high school. Life is just so much different. I, I feel... For what folks have to go through and deal too. with. I do too. To see someone you love going through something too. Yeah. It's hard to, it, you know, to be honest with you, it's hard for me to, to see people that I barely know going through something. Where I had, a, my mother was single through my high school years. And I have several friends that are single moms raising kids. One of them, her son, her son is in his senior year, the, the <laughs> eldest, and she's reality sitting in, setting in with her. I'm like, you know what? You've done an amazing job. She goes, oh, I just wish I could have gave more. I'm like, well, every parent always wishes oh, We all that. feel that way. But I've seen her post about sitting through the heartache with her kid because the first girlfriend broke up and yeah. And all those things. And I'm like, holy cow. And and as a parent, I'm sure you have to do that for a child on a very regular basis. You do. Uh, there's That's true. <laughs> or at least you should be. Well, I would hope you would be. No and maybe, maybe you're not in a space where you can do that because right. maybe there's other things going on. I mean, at the time when I was in high school, my mom was working two jobs. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot going on. So I was the ad hoc parent. So, no, I did have others that did that holding space for me. Right. One of them was my grandmother. And that's great. I, For some reason, a song just popped into my head and it's called um, Saving Space for Someone Else. And it's about a guy who it's a true story. He wrote the song and he's standing on the subway platform and he's about to jump off. And a guy taps him on the shoulder and says, don't. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? And literally saves this guy's life by just buying this guy a cup of coffee and letting him talk for an hour. And it literally saved this guy's life. Like he said, you know how you can save me? Save space for somebody else. And it's a really great song and it just hit me. But yeah, it's talking about exactly what we were talking about, which is pretty cool. Yes. And you can impact a stranger. You can. We can help each other more. It's tough. I think a lot of technology Mm. I'm cursed because I am born in the century I should have been born in. I oh, love too. my computers. I love my devices. I love me the too. tech. <laughs> I am fascinated by it. There's also the downsides, which is tough. We, yeah. we have to have that measured approach to it. You do. You've got it. It's a balance. You got to balance it. I'm with you. Tech junkie. I love all the newest gadgets and the coolest things and step away from it sometimes. Text messages are the bane of my existence right now because I've got teens texting me constantly. I finally set up a group me so they can talk in there. Oh, (laughs) yes. Because my texts just literally all evening long just Mm -hmm. going off and it's like, so I'll even take my phone. I'll flip it this way so I can't see it go off. I silence it. I take off my smartwatch and I just tune out. I have to. A lot of people struggle with doing that. Yeah, with, with they do. disconnecting, walking away from it. I've had a friend very recently that was like, "Hey, can we talk? Let me wrap some things up. We'll yeah. talk." It was it had to be a FaceTime conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing the FaceTime. Put everything else away. Couldn't see anything. I actually find a lot of it's a guilty pleasure. 
of disconnecting. It can be. <laughs> and focusing. Maybe this is being selfish. I enjoy holding space for others for Me the too. simple fact I like seeing how it helps them. Yeah. Sometimes it's better for me to focus on others things. I get a better perspective. I wish I had the perspective for myself that I have for others. Uh, that's very true. That's hindsight. It's, it's, hard, you know, it's harder. Being, for being away from the situation. Absolutely. Is a little easier. A lot about ourselves. True. Through that process. Of course. As opposed to just being blinders on and focused only on yep. our stuff. In your me bubble. Yes. Anything else you can think of? I can't. Uh, I think we covered. I mean, okay. I feel like we were both on the same page with this. The weekly challenge, as okay. it were. If you need space held for you, yes, find somebody to do it. Yeah. And and I would say lay down some ground rules for it uh, for yourself. If somebody asks you to do it, I would even ask them up front. What do you need from me? What, I agree. What with that. would be helpful? I agree with that. Be honest with them. Find out what they're looking for so that you can make the decision if you can be that person. And if you're if you're not in a place where you could do it. Right. Be upfront with them. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. If if you can't, there's nothing wrong with that. No shame in that. No, you have to also save space for yourself. I mean, there's very much truth to that. There's so. times there's times in our lives where we are not ready to do that. No. And that's OK. It's it's really OK. I bet you there's going to be an opportunity down the road. And uh -huh. people also respect you a lot for saying what you can and can't do. Yeah. That actually will strengthen the relationship. It absolutely will. And this way, you're not going to also make them feel like if you attempt to save space for them and then you can't really truly be there, I think they're going to feel worse. That is your weekly challenge. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Yes, we appreciate as always. it. If you can hit follow or subscribe, depending on your platform yes. of choice. We say it every week. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We do. If you can leave a review, please do. We'd we're, love it. We're always super curious to hear what yes. others think. And if this would help somebody that you know, yeah, please share. That we'll actually share. helps us grow our audience. It does. It's super cool. We're growing again uh, we across the world, which is great. It's super exciting. It kind of I, I don't know why it excites me so much, but it does. Because it's cool. When you log in and you see that, you're like, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, we're somewhere new. Our audience is growing a lot overseas it, right now. It is. And I don't know, maybe it's the time we release it. I don't know. But but whatever it is, thank you yes, so much appreciate for it. everything you do for us. Yes. And we hope this helps you and those you know. Yep. Have a good week, everybody. Have a great week.